Okay, guys. Welcome back to She Is. It's your girl, Tay. Today, we are talking about standing up to your negative inner voice. We have a special guest today named, her name is Nicole Clark. She is an educator of eight years. She's the owner of Selfie Suite MKE. Go check them out. Very, very beautiful Selfie Suite. She is married and she's a mother of four. She is a graduate from MATC with human services degree. Give it up for Nicole. Okay, so we're just going to let it out, be free. I just want you to tell us a little bit about your story, your background, things like that. Hello, so a little bit about my background. Um, I guess I can start off with me being married for, this is my third year being married, but we've been together for a little over 10 years. Um, we have two kids together, and then I also have two bonus kids. Life for me has been busy with running a business, being a mom, being a wife. Also, being an educator in the education field has been really busy and balancing energies all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, my goal is to strive to become my best self. Like I said, with being a mother, being a wife, I always just want to be the best me. That's, you good? Yes. Okay. Okay, so as an adult, how did you not allow trauma to define who you are? So that was really hard for me. I am currently on a journey of healing. Okay. Trauma has played a big part of my life. Growing up in a foster care, um, being in a foster system, when I was a young baby, a little baby, six months old, I remember, well, I don't remember, I was told this. Um, but from what I remember, um, being in a foster home and later on going on to another foster home uh, where I was later adopted when I was nine, with, and I was along with my siblings, my two brothers, and I also have an um, additional si- uh, sister, foster sister, or adopted sister. Um, well, actually, two adopted sisters. Sorry, it's so many of us that I can't really keep up with us, but I do have two adopted sisters. By birth, I had four. I have an older sister. I have, um, then it was me, then I have my baby brother underneath me, which was murdered, and then I have my baby brother. So my trauma, it hits different in a lot of different places. So I would say foster care itself was trauma for me, and then the beginning of that, my, with my mother, my birth mother was um, brought a lot of trauma and just still had me always wondering, like, why did she leave me? So I learned to heal from that and accept that. Um, she, uh, she's, she's gone now. She passed away in 1995, and that's when I got adopted. She passed away November 1st, and I got adopted December um, 20th, which was supposed to be a present for my adopted mother. And that's another journey where it was a lot of hurt. A lot of hurt in that, um, in that household that I was raised in. And I was always confused with how did I get taken from this into this? And my trauma there really hit. But it took me as an adult to, to learn to love me is where it all started. It all started to, certain, to learn to love myself. And then as I continue to grow with that, 
I was able to kind of open up and love and understand every everyone else around me. So, not to cut you off, but since we're in the season, the season of self love, what made you get to that point to like, okay, I have to love myself and. Before you got to that point, was it kind of hard to love your husband and your kids? Or how did that look for you? So my relationship with my husband, I didn't really love myself at that time. I felt like I, he came to me like, I want to be with you. And I, I just kind of jumped into it quick, real quick. He was like, I want you to have my baby and blah, blah, blah. I'll put your name on my back. And it was just, it, 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 I just jumped into that relationship. And I feel like he had a little hurt. I had hurt. And it, it kind of, it sounds pretty bad, but it was to hurt people in this relationship. And eventually we both grew. Um, but during that time, it was, I just kept finding things that I liked. And one time I was in, I was in one of my college classes, and they were like, write down a few things that you like, know about yourself or what you like. And I was sitting there confused, like, dude, what do I like? What do I like? And I couldn't think of anything. So I started kind of expanding myself by getting, out, by getting out, being able to like read books, visit museums, just finding things, just exploring, finding things that I felt that I would enjoy. And I was later um, able to introduce that to my children as well. Okay, so what, how do you respond to things that may trigger your self-esteem? So, like, you know, you you grew, you farther, you farther from when you were, when you needed to start healing. So how do things that may bring you back to that, like, childhood or things that may trigger you to think about that childhood, how do you, like, what do you do to avoid those things or how do you respond to those things? So I have my moments, um, I would say, for Mother's Day, always hit me. Some other days are worse than others. Some are good. It all it always just depends on how my mindset is set up for that day. Um, it can be a song playing on the radio that will bring me back. Um, I might tear up, and I learn to I learn to cry to get it out. I don't care if I'm by myself in the car listening to this song, or if I'm out sitting around with my children talking about things. And sometimes things will revisit me, and I do struggle with that. Um, but I learned to to like. No, like that was a moment in my life and I had to put it down because I want to live for the future. That's good. And I felt like God put me during on this journey for me to become a better me and he gave me this to, to for me to become strong and be able to pass it on to someone else. That's really good. That's really good. So when you had your kids, were you in the healing process or were you needing to go through the healing process? I feel like I was needing to go through the healing process. When I had my daughter, I fell in love with that girl. I, when she, as soon as she entered the world, I fell in love with her. I found myself kind of being selfish, talking about, like, I was in, that's all I talked about was my daughter, my daughter, my daughter. And I was so in love that I was like, I want one more. I want another one. So I ended up having my son, and I was just so in love with my children that I felt like they brought out the best of me. So what made you like, okay, I need to heal and I need to go through the self-love. Like, I need to learn self-love. Like, what was your breaking point? My breaking point was, like, kind of revisiting some of my hurt. Like, I felt like in my foster home, my mom used to yell a lot, and I found myself doing that. And I'm like, I don't want to have my children go through what I went through. 
So some days I had to sit down and quiet myself and say, like, what can I do better as a mother? How can I, like, not do what she did? And that was a lot of hurt for me. So my goal was to be better and to show them different. So with myself, I had to sit down and quiet my mind. As a mom, did you find yourself going back to what you were used to? Or even now sometimes, do you find yourself, as parenting your kids, do you find yourself seeping back into what you didn't want, what type of mom you didn't want to be? Um, well, the type of mom that I was when I felt like I, I wanted my kids to have everything that I didn't have. And that was, I learned that that was not okay because it was like every Jordan that came out, I was like, you're breaking yourself to make sure you be seen with the, the newest whatever or to make sure they had it. And so I had to sit back with that one and say, Instead of me buying this pair of Jordans for two kids, well, four, because I have two, my bonus children as well. But looking at me spending all this money on, on things that they tear up, get dirty. So I more so looked at it as, I'd rather purchase a book. This is the things that will make them happy, or a visit to the library, or a visit to, a visit to the museum. So like, just doing things a little different. So what advice do you have for a mom out there struggling with balancing it all? Because or trying to give their kids everything that they didn't have. Find time for yourself. And that's what I was saying before. I felt a little selfish because that's all I talked about. And I didn't know what I liked. And I had to figure that out. So make sure as a mom you find time for yourself because that's important. You have to be able to fill your cup to be able to pour into someone else. Okay, and what do, what do you do for self-care now? What does a self-care day, a self-care hour, what does self-care look like for you now? So, that's something I'm working on in the mornings. I will go to Instagram, and I more so love looking at positive quotes. Um, I know I, I kind of shouldn't run a social media, but that's just been a thing for me. Um, that's for the day. For the month, I like to treat myself to a, to a massage. Every a month? Is every that month. Once a month? Once a month. So yes. when you leave, you scheduling your massage? Yes. Okay. So I, it was been, it's been hard for me a little lately because I am very, very busy. But I try to find time for at least once a month to, um, to plan that for myself. Another thing I do is I read. I've been reading a lot. Um, looking for quotes taking notes of quotes and trying to live by it and not just post up. So for somebody that's, because we know it can be kids, it can be a mom, it can be a dad. For somebody that's struggling with trying to find self-care, like you, I know you said you're busy, but you try to get your massage in once a month, which I applaud you because <laughs> we all need self-care. For somebody that's struggling with trying to, because they're so busy trying to balance it all, trying to balance the business, trying to balance kids, trying to balance work, because you mm -hmm. own a business, you work, and you got after-school activities. So how do you balance it all, but still try to put yourself first? Because that's a lot. And that's what I, I was just saying. It's really hard right now. Um, I try to find a day out the week that's my where I'm not as busy. Most days it has been Mondays, Wednesdays, Mondays after, afternoons and some Wednesdays afternoons. So I always try to find that time um, to make sure I can sit still with myself and make sure I'm like,
filling myself back up to be able to pour out. That's good. Um, so do you feel like if you're not a hundred percent, you can you give your kids or your husband or your household a hundred percent? No. And I found myself struggling with that. Um, it was in the actually the month of February where everything became a little busy at the suite at work. Um, I was getting ready to take a trip to Cancun, being a mom with two kids in sports. So it became really challenging, and I don't know how I was making it through. God. Yeah, yeah. And my my husband was looking at me like, dude, you're not yourself. Like, you need to chill out. And he he would pick up some days at the suite. He would kind of help take the kids to school or just try to help. So I was able to kind of rest and become myself. It balance is really important. So do you have anything you want to leave with the people that are struggling with self-love, struggling with just getting healing from their past? Because living in your past will really set you back. It will. It will really set you back to where you feel like you cannot move. And some people are so stuck in their past, life is just at a standstill for them because you're living on your past and you're living it. Well, if this would have worked, if this person would have saved me, just mm-hmm. reached your hand out and grabbed me, this would have been better. But if we live our life on, if you would have just saved me, this would have been better, we're never going to move and we're always going to be at a standstill. So do you have something? I would say accept your past. Even if it's difficult, you have to accept that. And like I said, you you have to accept it, fill in that cup. But sometimes it's okay to put that cup down and move for the future. Accepting your past can be really challenging. But you have to learn to let it go to be able to move forward, to be your best self. So what was one way you let it go? Because I know sometimes I tell people, burn it because the power of fire is so powerful when you burn something you release from it because sometimes it's easier said than done I can tell you oh well don't don't live on your foster mom or live on your past but that's I didn't go through that so how can I tell you don't live on it and no well I'm learning to not recycle that I'm learning to break generational curses um and I've done that and I that feels good to me so that feeling makes me want to continue pushing forth with being a good person. And, and that's number one, being a good person, a good heart. Um, I lost my thought. Number one thing is don't live for your past. Live for the future. Let it go, even if it's hard, because you can't be your best self holding on to all that extra weight. And that can be really heavy. So I learned, I lighten my load by letting it go and being able to give my children, not saying what I didn't have, but letting them see the world. Not just the world because I haven't traveled them outside of the country yet, but being able to see different things by traveling and giving them different things that I didn't have with educating my mind. How do you protect your peace? I have a corner in my house. I don't want to call it my prayer corner, more so between prayer and meditation. So I go to that corner. Um, I just recently moved, so I got it set up, but I haven't had a chance to get to it yet. But I go to that corner. Sometimes I go with joy, sometimes I come with tears. So it all matters of what I'm dealing with at the moment. 
but that corner has helped me and it helps quiet me. And one thing is really hard is quiet, quieting the mind. That's why we standing up to our inner <laughs> voice because your mind is something that's loud and it's sometimes it's too loud. Yeah, it brings a lot of fear. And that's what I've been learning is you have to have fear to be able to come into something new. So fear seems like the devil, but you have to have it. It's kind of strange to say that. But sitting down and learning to quiet yourself and dealing with those fears and dealing with that mindset. You got to hear You got to have fear and faith, the two ifs. That's yeah. what we're going to call it. You yeah. got to have the <laughs> if and the if. Yes, you got to have it. Um, starting my business, I have, I had a lot of fear. But then I had faith, like, I'm doing this. This is what's going to happen. And I did it. And now it's opening up for me to be able to do something different and educating other people to be able to have that same. So give us an insight on this prayer corner. Because normally you know people say you need a closet, but sometimes your house is not too big for a closet or you just can't have a closet. So can you give us a little insight on this corner? So in this corner, I had a very beautiful mirror there. And that's what it started with, just a mirror. Then later on, as like I was kind of growing my mind with reading more books and collecting things like sage and I kind of start building up that corner and I will put things there and then one day I found myself during the quarantine just sitting there and I looked over then I went to that corner in front of that mirror not looking at my face but sitting there facing myself and I just since that day I've been going to that corner and I know like I said I got to get back in there but that's my peace it's like so when the heist like- is quiet I'm able to go there and release that's that's good. So is it like in, in your bedroom, in your living room? It's in my living room. Um, I actually wanted it in my bedroom because I have a bigger bedroom now. But I kind of set up my living room the same way as I did my old house. So now the corner still looks the same. I still I feel like I got to rebuild on it because so since we moved, I feel like it's a, a few things that I need to kind of get over there in that corner. But that corner has brought me peace and comfort and understanding um, it's been times where my kids have come there and sit with me and they, they some days will walk past like what is she doing and I got them there and be able to learn to teach them how to calm themselves as well and pray and try to teach them how to quiet their mind I know they're still so young because I, like I just said I struggle with that that's a thing for me to quiet my mind because my mind goes all day long I like that. That's really good. So, with that being said, go find y'all a corner in your house. You have to get right with yourself. It all starts with self-love because I know I can testify. If I'm not 100%, if I wake up 50% going to work, I can't give these kids 100% and I feel my vibe off. I can't give the people around me 100%. So, sometimes I know me personally, I have to separate myself because it's like, I can't give you, I know when my energy is off. And I'm a strong believer, energy attracts. If somebody's energy is off around me, I start to feel my energy going down. That's why when I'm up and I'm having a good day and my day is like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I have to surround myself around good energy unless I know my energy will go down. I agree. You have to know your breaking point. You definitely. You have to know it. Um, and like I said, being an educator, working with kids that come in with trauma or come in with having a bad morning and knowing how to balance them while keeping yourself 
up as well. It's very, it's in very important balance because I work with kids too, and it's like, <sighs> and I work with babies. I work with K five, so it's like you gotta know when, like, okay. I just need a break. I need five minutes. But you also have to know what works for you. Because like I said on last week, everything do not work for everybody. So her corner might work for her, but you might go to the corner in your house and it might not work for you. Like you might not be able to get right with yourself. You have to find what works for you. Another thing that works for me is taking a day off and not feeling guilty about it. Is that your mental health day? That's my mental health day. And I understand like they're like, oh, sick day. You're not technically sick, but you got to get that mind right to be able to pour into yourself and others. So when you call in, what do you call in? Sick day. And I don't announce it to everyone. It's just a sick day, and it's personal. But that's my mental health day for me. So what do you do on that day? Do you still work? Because you're a busy <laughs> mom, and most of the time when we call off, we're still going, going, going. And that's my problem now. So if- sometimes I have to learn to sit myself down. And I feel like I do have to take my children to school. And it's like, okay, get them there, but come back home and do nothing. Sit there and do nothing. House can't be, house is not clean because I love my house clean. It's okay to have dirty laundry. It's okay to have a sink full of dishes because if anybody comes to your house and want to judge you for that, that's a personal issue with them. Then you, you're not my friend. You don't need to be here in my space. That's good. That's that part. So... And that's another thing. Like, I want people around me that attracts that, that can understand me. If my house isn't clean, I need to sit down and do absolutely nothing. Let me be that. Let me do that. And when my house get clean, it's going to get clean. (laughs) It's going to get clean. (laughs) So was it a struggle for you to be like, okay, I cannot do nothing? Like, I'm off, and I I absolutely cannot do nothing. That's a big struggle for me because I... I find myself, and that's another thing, too, like with owning a business, my mind constantly goes. Before the business, my my mind constantly goes, like, how can I help this person? How can I do this? And how can I do that? Um, sitting on the couch doing nothing, but then it's like you're ordering this and you're ordering that and you're putting this together, you're doing that, and it was like, just sit there. And I struggle with that. Um, I can't stay. I can't sit still. My brain constantly goes. And I, that's why I said when I get in that corner, I have to tell myself, Stop. Listen to the tune. Breathe. Meditate. And I feel like I just have to learn to get better with with that. I feel like we all struggle with that. <laughs> yes. I feel like we all struggle with just staying still. And I feel like society does not help it. It don't. And that's another thing with, like, sitting still. You'll find yourself on social media for hours and, and it's and the devil. Got, and you got nothing out of it. Well, sometimes I can say I have gotten things out of it because I don't like, I do not like drama. I try to avoid conflict. So when I'm on it, I'm looking at, I, I probably have seen every video that they have out there inspiring, like especially all Steve Harvey's. Um, and I kind of balance myself between Steve Harvey. I look at some uh, spirituals, like I gospel, like I kind of will find myself going back and forth all day looking at videos reading quotes and I'm like that's a good thing for me but I then I later on find myself spending what two hours on it scrolling yeah. scrolling yeah. scrolling and sometimes you can compare yourself to others cause mm-hmm. you're like dang well they got this like dang oh I gotta work harder because they got this and this is where they at mm-hmm. and they this age oh I gotta I gotta keep going I gotta mm-hmm. keep going mm-hmm. but really you gotta 
brief. Yes. Let's challenge them this week. We challenge. Give yourself 30 minutes to just sit there and do nothing. Whether you wake up and give yourself 30 minutes and just sit there. Look at the birds fly in the sky. Listen to the wind. Do something where you're just not doing nothing. Like a day, like 30 minutes every day where you're not doing nothing. Because oftentimes we just go, 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 go. And so we're just depleted. And I know I, I can testify to that. Last week, Tuesday, I was just like, oh, I cannot. Like, I'm so tired. But just stop. Breathe. Thank God that you're here. You woke up another day. And give yourself 30 minutes. Yes, that will, that's really helpful. 30 minutes is enough. Even if you have to start off with 10. You have to or, start off with something. Or five. Mm-hmm. Even if you go five on Monday, five on 10 on Tuesday. It's kind of like exercising. You, I, I want to expect you to run a mile in 10 minutes. You have to set a goal. You do. You got to start off slow because, listen, especially if you ain't been to the gym in a long time, you have <laughs> to start off slow. <laughs> you have to go slow. So start off slow. Breathe. And always put yourself first. But I want you to leave them with one affirmation and one tip to get through the week. Be yourself. Learn to be authentic. Know your boundaries. Live for you. Take care of yourself. And then you'll be able to take care of others. That's good. That's really good. What's your affirmation? (laughs) (laughs) Waking up. Telling yourself that you can do and be the best you. You can do and be the best you. Tell yourself that all week. Have a great week. And thank you, Nicole, for being here. No problem. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're so welcome. All right, guys. Have a good week. And thank you for tuning in to She Is Podcast.